Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Hello and welcome to the Ringer Reality TV podcast, where today we'll be discussing episodes six, seven, eight, and nine of Love is Blind season two. I'm Amelia Wedemeyer, and today I am joined once again by my lovely co-host um, and birthday girl, <laughs> Juliet Lippman. Thank you. Thanks, Amelia. So glad to be back. Um, if anyone else was going to be doing this with you, I'm so happy it's Kevin O'Connor. Oh, but love Kevin. Yeah. Thrilled to be thrilled to be back. I Me really, too. really liked the episodes after Mexico. So I'm like yes. very excited to to break them down. And man, what a roller coaster. I mean, <sighs> I, I think I probably could <laughs> Who like, thought? R- write a dissertation on like the the beach party and Shayna and Shane's conversation. Um, but like there's just really so much to discuss in general. I'm very excited. There, there really is. Um, would you say that watching these episodes felt like a birthday gift, an early <laughs> birthday gift? Because you watched them earlier than today. Uh, yeah, I, I did. Um, okay. Did you? I don't know if you and Kevin talked about this because I haven't listened yet. But before we get into what actually happened in these episodes, have you addressed the gold cups that they use for all? No drinking. No, but I did notice them again because I saw Shayna drinking one. I was like, wow, she really likes those. Uh, like- it's like. Metal cups. It's constant. It's like these gold metal stemless and stemmed wine glasses that they seem to use for every beverage they could possibly drink. Yes. They do it in the pods. They do it in Mexico. They do it at home. They do it everywhere. It's like a really weird quirk of the show. What is that? That is strange. I don't know. Maybe they... Because it looks classier than your regular wine glass, maybe. Or also, you can't see what's inside of them. Right. Maybe that. I, I don't know. It's really it's really weird. You got to ask about that too if you ever okay, talk to I, a producer. <laughs> I will. Oh god, that's funny. Okay. Um let's so let's get into the couples. Okay. So <laughs> Woo, Natalie and Shane. Um oh, man. they're in the city together. They're in Chicago. Everyone's in Chicago. Um she meets his mother who seems like a really genuinely nice woman. Yes, she seemed quite sweet. And he seemed he seemed sweet with her and like happy he did. To, be, to be bringing someone home. I yeah, Shane kind of shined for me in like episode really six and seven. Um, I would say until the bachelor party, I was like, wow, Shane. Okay, I think maybe I mi- I misjudged you, and I was fascinating. I found myself softening on Shane, recover having recovered from like the grossness of him talking about crop tops. Um. Sure. And liking him. He just seemed really committed to this quote-unquote experiment. He was like, I'm in love with her. I'll marry her tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. It was kind of touching, though also confusing. I mean, this the whole thing is confusing. But I I don't know. I I feel like he was like my MVP of episode six and seven, basically. Wow. But what did you think of when he was like, oh, I don't care about a 401k? That was alarming. That was, I mean, uh, the, the financial conversation was really stressed me out. I was just like, oh my God, this is a huge, huge problem. If you're not aligned on like how you view finances, it's not like being aligned on like having the same amount of money or whatever, but just like your relationship to it and whether you're open to the other person's like way of handling it. That's like, I mean, like money causes problems between all kinds of relationships, particularly marriage. So that freaked me out. I, I was very concerned. What did you think? 
Yeah, I just thought it was weird that they didn't talk about it in the pods. Yeah, or, no. I was like, what did they talk about then? Kind of. What do you, you know? think that Natalie and Shane talked about? Like, what is the what is the connection that's the, between them? That's I don't, the big I don't question. Get it. Several people asked. I don't. I don't really know. I. Oh, I think there's something. I feel like she was very empathetic towards him when he revealed that he had recently lost his father, and I think you can grow close to someone if they're if they act or genuinely are very empathetic towards your yeah. situation. Yeah. And I think that might have been something. I don't know. And it's weird, too, because once again, you know, she doesn't really like to give him compliments, but he loves compliments. That is his love language. So. It's almost like she's not comfortable being vulnerable enough to give other people compliments. Like, she can't be genuine in her in her displays of affection because it makes her uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. That's, you know what? That sounds kind of like what's going on. It's very, it's fascinating to watch those two interact yeah. with one another. They just seem so mismatched. It's confusing because they're like, they're like in this part of the show, like the most, they're the strongest couple, I think. Yes, I know. It's why it's kind of wild. Yeah. It's kind of wild. <laughs> um. So let's move on to Deep D and Shake. Oh my God. Well, it's it starts out seemingly nice because he goes to visit her family and her family seems just very lovely too and uh they talk to her parents who were uh brought together through an arranged situation and her mom says like you know he's taking care of me uh all my life and we've been together for you know however many years like 30 plus years and you know I just am so thankful for him and then everyone who's there which includes like I think Deeps' younger sister and like her brother and they're all like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's so nice. And we still get Shake being like, she is great. She is the number one hype woman. However, I have no animalistic attraction to her. And he continues to say this throughout the episodes. What um, did you think? When he and Shane are talking about it at the gym, I just oh, was God. like, I was very upset. I was just like, at the also because he's so focused on aesthetics as it relates to like fitness yeah. i don't know I, I thought shane gave him like really good advice though where he yes. was like he was like just change it up man just go for it and then and then shake took it they did the uh massages and he had they had like a sexy night i guess sushi is like their thing together I, or maybe they just yeah. like it although also it was like does he like sushi because it's like kind of like a quasi diet food like it's like a light a light meal oh but you can God. have sure like i don't see that's him having, actually a good point i don't see him having chicken teriyaki um or whatever, or like my favorite agidashi tofu, which is like taking a healthy thing and frying it and then putting it in broth. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I, it's weird to me that Shake so badly wants this to work when he's not attracted to her. Like, what? Why is that? Like, what does he need? Like, why does it have to work? I mean, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I don't know. Like. It's just really weird to me that he is so open about how he's not attracted to her, but also so set on moving forward with their relationship. Well, I think, and he kind of alluded to his past relationships where, you know, these relationships he's been in with other women have been purely physical and purely based on like this animalistic, lustful attraction to them. And he said it was like lacking in other areas. And, you know, and I think there's something to be said about the whole adage where, you know, looks fade and you're kind of left with someone you want to have an emotional connection with, someone who is a genuinely good person and genuinely connects with you on an emotional level. And I think he's found that with Shake. And I think that is probably because his past relationships haven't worked out and they have been based on lustful reasons. He's probably like, well, I really should try to lock this down with someone that I can hopefully start to build a physical attraction with. But but like but, what I think is concerning and why this doesn't make sense to me is like very often or not very often, I think that when you are attracted to someone's personality and you get to know them and you really like them, it makes you feel a different kind of attraction. That, like, even that's if, exactly like, what I was saying with Kevin. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, even if it's not there initially, but like you really like the person, like that's the point of dating, to pursue it, to see like if the attraction grows. <laughs> and it doesn't, it, but it seems like it's just not growing and he can't seem to get past that. So maybe that's, that's why he did the massage date per Shane's recommendation. But like, right. 
I, and I do think, think that in a certain way, that's like why some arranged marriages can work is because like you grow to like love and respect each other. And like with that comes a different kind of affection and, and attraction. Totally. But uh, I don't know. Like I just, um, th- like Shake just does like, doesn't really make sense. And I just, I don't understand him. I, I also, I'm not an animal person. So I, I, I think I fundamentally don't understand someone who's a veterinarian. Like I just don't get it. So. Slash DJ. Yeah. <laughs> no, <Slash> totally. <laughs> Well, and not only that, but he he reminds me kind of of, and I haven't seen the movie in forever, but like Shallow Hal. Yes. He's just, he's just really shallow and he really wants a physical attraction. And then also on top of that, doesn't mind saying, I am not physically attracted to this woman at all. I know. It's like so rude. It's so rude. And she's gorgeous. So <sighs> screw him. He sucks. She seems like a real catch. She does suck. She, she I, really I, does. I, 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 I just like Shake. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. That is, uh, that's the consensus. Okay, so moving on to Danielle and Nick. Um, wow. We meet her family. Woo. They're very open. Yes. Um, very. We meet his family. They're more reserved. Uh, May I ask you a question? Yes. They have a big fight when he meets her family because... Right. Because he's, he's not, texting Because he's texting. He's like not focused enough on her family. But... right. If they hadn't had that fight, I would never have known that he wasn't focused on her family. I thought he acted, I don't, I'm not a fan of his, but I thought he acted like perfectly normal for meeting someone's family. Like, I understand like texting can be rude. Like, maybe like save to go to the bathroom and do it. But like, yeah. Is what he did that bad? Like, I felt like her freak out was disproportionate to the crime. I feel so. I don't know exactly if we got everything totally given to us in terms of what happened, but they made it seem like she, so he met her family and then after like right after they left he went to her and complained about something happening with his friends and some gossip that he had heard and you as you know because you've been watching this he is the king of gossip he loves to gossip and shit talk about other people um so i think it was kind of weird if what i think is what happened. I do find it weird that instead of saying like, well, I loved meeting your family. Like, let's recap about, you know, my she wanted, or- she wanted a party postmortem and he was, he exactly. wasn't available for that. And he, and he was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's gossip about my friends. Yeah. 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 That's what I think happened. Interesting. Isn't totally unforgivable, but it, I don't, I can understand why she would be kind of upset about it, you know? Their, their fights are reasonable and like regular couple fights, but they just both get so angry. Like they both so have, angry. have shut such short fuses. They don't even like seem happy when they, like when he says he's happy, I, I like don't believe it. And I will be haunted for the rest of my life by his sweating at the altar. I mean. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean. I'm a sweaty person. But I am he too. Took it I'm to a, a next big time level. sweater. I hate being in direct sunlight on like a muggy Chicago day. But that was like so. Like no one else was sweating that much. So no like, one else is sweating that much. Just, like was he really nervous? Does he actually hate her? I I don't know. The, the whole thing was pretty much like incredibly overwhelming. I I, it was I don't know. I also like felt for him a little bit. Like I wouldn't be comfortable talking to like my fiance's mother about like our sex life on like the first the first date or the first time we're meeting or whatever. It was too much. It was too much, but she's like perfect for on camera. Like imagine her as like a bachelor parent. Amazing. Totally. Totally. Love it. She would be trending. Um, So, so yeah, so that was interesting. I, I, those two are interesting. That's all I can really say about them. I can't imagine Uh, they're going to make it in the long haul. I mean, yeah, too many constant fights, you know, just not, not great, but. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with being insecure. Everyone's insecure. But he no, totally he doesn't seem to give her the assurance that she needs to feel good about herself. And so <sighs> yeah. that ultimately is like alarming. Like if he doesn't, if even if the texting wasn't that big of a deal, if that's like so destabilizing to her and like he can't recognize like he needs yeah. she needs like more of like a button on the on the interaction. Like that's just a bad match. Like that's it's true. <laughs> it's it, true. It's kind of interesting, like watching people like just fight for a relationship, even though it's like you shouldn't there's be fighting no, there's this no hard. point. Like you've got yeah. no history. It's not like there's like a lot to like litigate in a breakup. Right. And also back to the point where, you know, her being insecure, I can understand her insecurities if he's always shit talking his friends to her. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, true. well, if you're always shit talking your close friends to me, then why wouldn't you be shit talking me to them? Yeah. Agreed. He needs to work on that. 
Listen, I love a good gossip session here and there, but this man takes it to a whole new level, honestly. I know. He should he should like be a reality TV show host. You get all the scoop from everyone. <laughs> oh my God. Hire him as the new bachelor host. No, I'm kidding. I looked I love, at his LinkedIn. Love you, Jesse. Pro- I looked at his LinkedIn profile and um he works in like um e-commerce, like marketing or whatever. But the the first the first descriptor he has on his LinkedIn profile is storyteller. Oh, Okay, it's rough. It's rough. It's wow. really, really rough. Fascinating. <laughs> he just there's more info that comes about uh, up about him, and I'm just like shocked to learn. Honestly, he's, I don't know. He's really tall. That's also like just one Is note. He? Yeah, he, I, I mean, at least compared to Danielle, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I don't. I mean, it would be nice to get their heights because I would like to know how tall Shane is too. Yeah, we need their bio data, like on um, Indian <laughs> matchmaking. Yeah. Shane oh, must God. be tall, man. He's got a long I think he torso. Is. Yeah, he looks really He's tall. Just built as like a very athletic person. Yeah, um, and just P.S. Everybody, don't you worry. We're coming back to the bachelor party, and we will talk about Shane's massive fail at Wrigley Field. Great stuff. So let's move on to Jarrett and Ayana. They seem really most lovable go- couple by far. Least yeah, com- least complicated. Even though she was his number two, but he's just. He seems like a lover, not a fighter. He just like wants he, to, does. he just like wants love. He does. And like we s- discussed on the first episode, I think ha- going through a really traumatic event that he went through when he was yeah. stabbed. Um Awful. and he didn't really have a significant other to kind of help him through it. Really changed things for him and I think, you know, now he's really dedicated to finding that person. Yeah, I mean, it's very sweet. I I think that her concerns and insecurities are really like realistic like her she's really hung up really hung up on like will he be okay like taking on her debt and the fact that like he'll have to support her while she's still in school like Mm -hmm. she's like very practical and I just I like that about her I feel like she's a very realistic particularly since the format of the show is so absurd it's like it is it's like a good counterweight um and I think that also like I I find I find watching people be be so open about their insecurities to be really cringy and like really hard to sit through. But like yeah. that's way more about me than it is about her. Like like great job by her for being so open and direct about who she is and like what she wants. But definitely, it's hard to sit through. It, it is. I know. I found myself kind of like zoning out a little bit. But yeah, that's that's more on me than her. Yeah, um, it's, it's super cringe, and you're like, oh god, how am I going to get through this? I know. One thing I will say about those two, I found it fascinating. He was like, I love to go out. And she was like, I love to stay in. So, and he's like, well, I'm going out without you, which I mean, I don't, I mean. Some couples are like that. At least he was like, yeah, 3 a.m. That's too late. At least he recognized that. (laughs) Thank God. Um, But that, I don't know, that kind of worries me a little bit, just a little bit, but We'll see, I guess. But they do seem very nice. Um, his family was really nice. Uh, very excited for him. Oh, my God. His dad was like, I'm going to be the minister. I'm going to marry you, too. Um, how did you feel about her being upset about his watch tray that was a gift from his previous girlfriend? Oh, gosh. I mean... Here's, I, here's, a, here's the thing. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of monogrammed items, like huge. I have really a lot. a lot. It's embarrassing. I just can't help myself. It's often free. You're like getting a certain project or it's like te- or it's like $10. So I'm like, sure, $10 for my initials. I love my initials. Why not? So throwing away a monogrammed gift is like that's hurt that hurts Jared more than it hurts Ayana, in my opinion. Like let him have it. I it's monogrammed. <laughs> right, right. No, I I understand that. I think I can I mean I can understand just with her past being quote unquote second choice to him or to Mallory. I can understand being like, oh, wow, is is this like another girl? Like what's what's going on? I can see that working in her mind. But in the end, I think you're right. I think it's really not that big of a deal. It's like, okay, this was a nice ass gift and I don't want to like just throw it away, you know, and again, it's personalized. So that's yeah, exactly. So so I I don't know. I I. I root for them, but I I worry about them. I mean, how do you not worry about sure. all these couples? They all just well. Met. That's the thing. That's the thing. But I think out of all the couples, Ayana and Jarrett, they're just like sheer power of will. We want to be together. That they'll stay together. I, honestly, I agree. 
That's how I believe. Um, a couple that I don't think is going to end up together. Actually, I know because it was discussed. Like we found out on like the you know fourth fi- uh, fifth episode, Kyle and Shayna. Um, I couldn't <laughs> believe. There was more to this. I was like, oh, that's over. She left Mexico. Right. She left Mexico. There's we're never gonna see her again. Maybe she'll FedEx the ring back. I don't know. But it turns out he came over to her family. Also, that's another thing I want to know. Do all of their families live nearby? Do they have to hire people whose families live within like a hour drive? I think that. Someone's family was in Houston. I can't remember who. Okay. But, but maybe they came. I think all of them like live there. So maybe they flew people in if necessary. But got it. it. Does, I mean, got some it. of them, like, like for example, Natalie's parents come to her, right? Instead of them right. going to Natalie's parents. So maybe like they had to come in or whatever. Okay. They probably had to limit production like locations because of COVID would be my guess. So like it all had That's to be in the true. Chicago area. So yeah. So it probably depends on like, where they were and what made the most sense. Natalie's parents were really sweet. They're my favorite parents for sure. They were very, very nice. Um, but Kyle and Shayna. So Kyle goes over to Shayna's family home and we meet Shayna's mom, her dad, and I think three brothers. And yeah. um, it was awkward to say the least. They were grilling him. They were like, you, you don't believe in God, what's going on? And also, no, she, no. Oh, what yeah. they said was, her dad said, are you a God? I think it was her dad. Are you a godly man? And he was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I felt like I was in an episode of Righteous Gemstones. It was really uncomfortable. I wish oh I was my in an God. episode of Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> that, honestly, that whole conversation, I think I'd rather inject myself in the ass with PEDs <laughs> for an hour straight <laughs> than sit with this family for five minutes talking about godly things. I mean... Oh, well, I just and her brother was like, yeah, we like to do dirt bikes and riding and outdoor stuff, you know, being an American. I was like, oh, kill me. Truly. Her family is definitely not for me. But around the religion stuff, there was so much judgment in both directions that it was like just painful. Like it was and, painful. Yeah, yeah. And like, I agree, obviously, more. I'm more on the Kyle side of things. Though I'm also not a Kyle fan. But like just seeing them judge each other so hard. And yes. it's just sort of like this. It was like like this confrontation was so, so, so uncomfortable. And Shayna did nothing to help make it better. She was just sort of like, it's almost like she brought him there to justify not moving forward with it. Honestly, <laughs> so, I t- truly, I think that's kind of in the back of her mind what she was doing. Yeah, seriously. And wearing the the ring on her thumb and just like all of this right. like, formative stuff. I, I swear oh she God. only agreed to continue to do more uh, either because of her contract or to just like get another crop top on on TV because she was wearing one <laughs> when they got she coffee. Was. She was. P.S. Oh, I, I Googled yeah. that place. It's in the River North area of Chicago. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Will you be visiting when you're in Chicago? No, but no, because it, it looked good. A, Oh, okay, because there's like a chance you might run into Kyle or Shayna. Well, no. also... <laughs> that's a no for me. That's a no. I, did you notice when they were like, what do you... Why do you want to be with Shayna? Like, wh- which is a normal question. He goes, yeah. I want to be with Shayna so no one else will be with her, which I think was a joke, but also wasn't a joke because why would you say that to awful. the family of the woman you want to be? Like, that's that's like, don't that don't joke about those things. Kyle is really, really confusing. I, I don't understand him. I'm just like, is this an act? Did he get paid to do this? Like, I, I'm so confused. Also, he just, like, has, like, this sort of, like, like permanent f- smile on his face, but it seems Yes! Fake. I, yes. I don't, I don't understand him. All I see is Jeremy Jordan with a smile. It's very Oh, confusing. my God. That's so funny. Yeah, well, and it's... And also, I thought her mom seemed pretty sweet and level-headed, but yeah. she barely got a word in there. And literally, Kyle was... They were doing dick measuring, but with building heights. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was like, oh, above, anything above 30 doesn't matter. I was like, oh my God. This is like... <laughs> I hate Kyle and I hate Shayna and I hate Shayna's family. Like, I don't need to watch this. So <sighs> so that was pretty sad. Um, And then Shayna, later on, when they get the coffee and they're just hanging out, it, she's like, I don't... We're not... This isn't happening. And Kyle gets really upset and he's like, you let me on. How dare you? What did you think? Did you think he was right that she uh, let him on kind of? Because she she never, when she should have 
said no. no. She okay. left. Oh, okay. She left Mexico. It was clear that it was yeah, over. Yeah, that's true. Why that's are they true. continuing to pursue it? It's a wrap. <laughs> so I no, I do not think she led him on. What do okay. you think? Well, I do think she should have been maybe more direct and said like, I don't, but I can understand her not wanting to be totally direct. And you're right. And honestly, you're right. He should have like caught on that she like clearly didn't want to be with him if she left Mexico like seven hours into the trip. Yeah. You know? And, and just wanted to have her own room. Like it was not going, not going well. So. Exactly. And also her just like you said, like wearing the ring on her thumb, just being like, eh, okay. She was never into it. I mean, like she wasn't like faking it to be like, oh, I love this relationship. She was never interested. It was very obvious to all of us. It's true. It's true. So that is like we see no more of Kyle. We will talk about how uh, Shayna reappears. Which horrifying. Is just it's horrifying. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Let's quickly talk about Mallory and Sal. Do you prefer Malvador or Salary? I hate both of those names, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? If you're not A-list, like a Benifer or Brangelina, you don't get a couple names. Sorry. Uh, I like Malvador. Okay. Yeah. Salary kind of sounds like celery. So <laughs> I get that. Um, uh, yeah. So he meets, well, she meets his sisters and they seem really sweet. They seem really nice. They're like, Sal's like Ferdinand the Bull. He has like a tough exterior, but he's so sweet on the inside. And I'm like, no one thinks Sal has a tough exterior, but okay. No um, and the, then, the singing is too much. It's kind of like the, the only move that he has is to sing on his ukulele. And I just and can't. I can't. <laughs> it's, uh, oh my God. And he brings his poor roommate in who's like trying to do other stuff and they have to uh, serenade Mallory. It's just like, I you're not, don't quit your j- day job, okay? There are people who are more talented than you, Sal. Sorry. So. Also, uh, not, not yeah. a big family presence for these two, which is a bad sign. It is. Well, especially because he meets her sister and she is just like I don't this isn't happening sorry <laughs> I don't want to be here I don't support this Which, <laughs> that's what I would be like I, I love family members like that that are just like won't play the game they're just like all truths it's so funny that's true that is it's refreshing honestly yeah, it honestly you know? yes I agree <laughs> I mean she, I do think she was a little harsh but I can understand she's very protective of her yeah. younger sister so I get it I liked um, it <laughs> yeah and then randomly there was some weirdly explained incident that happened with one of Sal's exes or maybe not even an ex just like a friend and one of his sisters where the ex showed up at his sister's apartment and then they had to call Sal and he had to like come and like calm her down or something it was the most uh, weirdly placed Little exposition I've ever seen on a reality show. It was so weird. I kind of feel like there's a, there's a, a secret darkness to Sal, who like comes across as like really cheery and like peppy and like straightforward. I feel like with the women, this is like really overgeneralizing, but I feel like with the women, a lot of them are pretty open about their insecurities. And I feel like with the men, they are like relentlessly upbeat and perky. And it's like, yeah. it's like masking something really dark underneath. And that's true with like almost all of them. Like with Shane... With yeah, Shake, sure. definitely with Kyle and Sal. Nick and Jarrett, I don't feel that way. They're both like more, more straightforward, but it's also because like they both get angry. Like we see Nick get really mad. We see Jarrett yeah. get annoyed with Ayana. Well, and Jarrett got stabbed. Okay. And I'm not saying he deserved <laughs> to get stabbed, but that that is dark. He got stabbed. That's pretty He's dark. He's been through something like, yeah, like Traumatic, yeah. really bad. And and her too. She, I, you know, I don't want to discount her the sexual assault that no, she had no, to survive. No, no, of course not. Yeah. But if we're but speaking I, just about the guys, yeah. Yeah. But I think that also like is one of the reasons why maybe their relationship has more of a chance is because like they relate sure, on this level. Other. Yeah. Of like having survived trauma in some way. So 
I don't know. But the ones who like don't get mad and like just act like this is normal, that they freak me out a lot. Yeah. That is kind of like they kind of want to push everything to the side and just yeah. ignore it, which pretend is like, it's all fine. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from Shake. Even though I don't think he's mad at anything, he's just like, just you know, not attracted. Which is insane that he's not attracted to her. I don't, whatever. But he's just, he's just messed up. He's just a messed up person. Sorry. Sh- she's also so classy. Like I love how she yes. dresses. She's yeah. got great hair and makeup. She seems like I-, I like that she also like wanted to remain financially independent. Like I don't know. I. I was actually texting with our colleague Jeff Chow about this. If I had to hang out with one of these people for real, I would definitely choose Deep D. Deep D. Like, there's no question. Same. same. She seems so normal and so cool. And just someone yeah. that you would have been good friends with in high school or something. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, girl. You seem like a normal person. Let's grab totally. some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so. And her parents seem really nice, too. And her siblings is just yeah. like, okay, that's like a normal family I would have grown up with. Like, a- Absolutely. And also... It's cool that she immigrated when she was eight. I'd love to know more about that. I like want to totally. know more, more about her in general. She's the person I'm like most curious about. And that's fascinating to me too, because again, we see Ayana and Jarrett reconnect or connect on, you know, a level because of their past traumas. And it's interesting to me uh, that Shake and Deep D have connected on like a cultural level, which I find really fascinating. And you yeah. would think that would kind of I don't know, tie them close together. And I think for her, it does. It definitely is meaningful, yeah. Yeah, and to him, some extent, too. Except he just can't get over the physical thing, which literally makes no sense to me. But whatever. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Me neither. Don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Okay, so let's, let honestly, let's talk about the freaking insane get-together that it seems like, I don't know. Jarrett was kind of narrating this part. He's like, I can't wait to see all of my friends from the show and even the people who didn't find love in the pod. So we brought back some of the people we didn't even get to meet at all. I don't think Trisha or... We need a whole second show with just those people. Like, what happened to them? Yes, we do. Show us the failure, like the the pod failures, not them as failures. The pod failures, yeah. Show us the pod failures. Show us what they did afterwards. Yep. What do they do when their dates aren't going well? Like, give us a whole second show of like, love is blind or like, love is cursed or something like that. Love is cursed. I love that with all like, just the red flags and everything (laughs) from the pods. I would watch that. That'd be great. There's obviously so much content and footage they're sitting on. It takes forever for them to to roll out a new season. In the meantime, give us, give us the the scenes that we didn't get. I mean, give us more of Trisha being insane. Or like, they could just do like, profiles like vignettes on like people like what their journey was like just like a 15 minute little episode on each person that didn't find a match i love that idea netflix (laughs) are you listening netflix are you (laughs) this is free free idea no totally (laughs) i love that idea the party is probably one of the best inventions in like reality tv history so they did have a party with in season one, when they all lived in the same apartment building and they like got together and like the oh, rec did they? room. I don't even, it's been so long. Yeah, yeah because that, Jessica tried to interfere with Mac, with, with Bar- sorry, tried to interfere with Barnett and Amber there and it like, it didn't go well and it was Woo! uncomfortable for everyone. So they did have it, but it was like a weird, it was like, you know, it's it's sort of like when you get to college and like there's like a, there's like a party. A mixer. In, a mixer yeah. and like in your dorm and like the, the common room and it's like just incredibly awkward. That's what it was like and season one and season two, I feel like this is like the re a reinvention of like the fake party. And they did it. The party in Mexico was good too. Like they really nailed the social events this season. They did. They made a really smart production choice, which was having it on the lake in Chicago and beautiful. The lake in the summer in Chicago is so wonderful. It's just a great place to spend time. It's really nice. It's awesome. As someone who's a hater of Chicago, I'm not a hater, but as someone who's critical of Chicago as a city, I thought it was it was gorgeous. Yeah. Chica- they did Chicago some favors because let me tell you, I agree. it looked wonderful. I was like, damn, do I need to go back to Chicago to reevaluate things? I have to say Chicago in the summer is like one of the best things America has to offer. It's great. Everyone is so happy because it's you're like right. warm. There's a lot of outdoor beer gardens. There's great food. There's also a really good arts and music scene in Chicago. Chicago, just the weather is poor. So that's why it's so great in the summer. It's beautiful. Have you ever been to like Lollapalooza? I, I have. I went when I was in college. <laughs> Me too. And it was 
legitimately such yeah. a good time. It was so much fun. Well, a festival in the city is great because you can just leave whenever. You don't have to like it's get true. a cab in the middle of the desert or whatever. And that's another nice thing about Chicago because I do have, I, I know I should on Chicago. I, I, I just think it's unfair that it gets talked up and other Midwestern cities don't. But and, and regardless. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you. I do have friends who are from Chicago or the suburbs of Chicago and it's their system with the trains yeah, it's great. Phenomenal. Metro. It's the, me- the metro is awesome. Yeah, also the bu- <laughs> it is. Buses in general are are like denigrated by our generation. No one pays here in New York City, all over. I'm a major bus person. When I went to Northwestern, I used to take the bus to Wilmette, Illinois, where I worked at Neiman Inc. to do. Whoa! I entered copy edits. It was a oh lovely, my god, lovely publishing company. They were so That's good amazing. to me. It was a great uh-huh. college job, and I took the bus up Green Bay Avenue, and it was fantastic. That's so I take cool. the I take the bus all over Brooklyn. I'm very. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, no, listen, I I love I actually love the metro system of New York. I think it's yes. freaking cool. The um, millennials are anti-bus, but I'm not. I'm very pro-bus. Don't like, be I, anti-bus. I try yeah. to force my brother to take the bus all the time. Like, why don't you take the bus home? He's like, I think I'll walk. I'm gonna just take the bus. I'll look it up for you. <laughs> See, well, that's what L- LA needs to before the Olympics happen in 2028, they need to revamp the bus system. And I think more people will use it. I really do. Part of the problem with the buses in LA is it takes a really long time. Well, that's true. I and mean, it stops oh. like on every block. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of infrastructure problems in LA. Also, I will say Chicago's highway system is abominable, but the Metro and the L and the bus system is very good. So. And they did talk about it because they remember a shakes and uh, a deep D or shake and deeps were in the car. And she's like, I forgot how bad Chicago traffic is. It is really, that is really bad. And like, Whatever. This is getting very. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So ridiculous. Okay, so then, but the they main have a party part of on the get lake. together. Yes. And fireworks ensue. Shayna, man. So she's there. She's like, she's wearing another crop top. Um, it's, it's like sick. It's it's like, <laughs> can she not afford a full shirt? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Great question. She, you know, she and Shane are like eyeing each other from afar. Obviously, they're circling each other. And Natalie immediately is like, like her senses start tingling. And she's like, Shane is here. And she like acts like very friendly towards her. And she's like, oh, you got your hat. Like, yay. And then she's just like, I don't. Oh, oh. And she like, she doesn't punch Shane, I don't think. But she like, you know, nudges him. And it's just like, okay, you're here with me. Um, but then later on, Shayna is like, hi, Shane. And Shane is like, oh, hi. And they're like, let's let's sit down and talk because, you know, we had a whole relationship in these pods. Let's- Plus, he has to confront her because Shane, right. Shayna has texted Natalie, if it doesn't work out with Shane, I have someone who wants to date you. <laughs> so Shayna is trying to break them up by luring Natalie away from Shane. <laughs> right. And Shane confronts her and he's like, I have to be honest with you. I know I've heard from people and she's like, no, who did you hear from? And he's like, well, Natalie, that you tried kind of setting her up with a guy, uh, you know, if Shane doesn't work out. And uh, Shana immediately goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was a joke. It was, I should have never made that joke. And then she whips it around and she goes, actually, that was totally taken out of context, which is like, what context are you talking about? There's (laughs) only... There can be no other context. There can be no other context. Even if you're joking, why would you joke about something like that? And she's like, I just, why? I, I, she's just, she's, you know, misconstruing things. And she's just, she, she goes full on crazy. And she's just like, I just, you know, I don't get this. And you have nothing in common with Natalie. Your relationship is so fake okay and she she does the whole <laughs> thing where she says i'm just gonna be really honest and tell you all this shit uh and it's just like i hate when people use honesty as a crutch to be manipulative to be mean and mean yeah i wish they had shown us shane's like first reaction to seeing Shayna in the flash although i wonder if like they got their phones back so i wondered if right prior to this oh. i wonder if he googled her i'm he, like he definitely did yeah, yeah, probably followed her on Instagram right away and liked all of her pics. I'm gonna have to go through and see if he liked all of her pictures. Um, I just I have to like I, I just I wish we had gotten everyone's reaction where they're like looking each other all the other people up on on social because after Mexico they get their phones back, which I was like okay. Mo- I loved I loved that moment also when they get their phones back because <laughs> I always when I interviewed Natasha Parker from The Bachelor I asked her about that I was like how many texts did you have like who did you respond to first? oh my god like, yeah I always curious about that because we're also dependent on our phones but it's true 
Um, I really thought that Shane was going to go for Shayna at that party. I, I really, but then I was kind of like proud of him for being so loyal to Natalie and like so much believing in their relationship. Like that made me like Shane more. I was like, Oh, he really wants us to work. He's like a loyal guy. And it's true. That made me, uh, that made me like him. So I was, I was really surprised by that. Shayna is just like such an incredible monster. Yeah. I, She's a good villain because she's not the center of the show, but she's sort of like everywhere. She's like, there. <laughs> you, you can't escape her, but it's not like the focal point like it was with Jessica, which is a lot better. It's true. And she, oh, there's just something about her and just the way that she works and the way she manipulates words. And, and listen, she's not even doing a, that great of a job at it, but just her perseverance is fascinating to me. And I, she is just, she is not a good person. She is not a good person. I'm okay with saying that on this podcast. She's definitely not a good person. It's very, very clear. I mean, just the, she's just the worst. I, I don't know. I I loved that though. I loved I loved the party, and I didn't think I could like have a higher point with the show until they got to the bachelor bachelor party at Wrigley Field, and I was just like, Whew. first that, of all, yeah, it must be easy to to secure Wrigley Field because. They go there on the they've gone there on the Bachelor. Like I feel like there's like a lot of pop culture references to Wrigley Field. So I'm just like, can you just like book it online? Like that seems Probably. really easy. It I makes think sense. so. I mean, Smart. hey, they're Get like, money. yeah, you know, is baseball suffering? I don't really know. I don't pay attention, but maybe. So they need you know other sources of income. But um, so after the whole cast gets together, there's they go wedding dress shopping and tuck shopping. And honestly, nothing too crazy happens. They're just like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy for you. And we brought, you know, your mom and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Mallory's anything... family won't come because they don't right, believe in Right. Because they, they don't believe in it, which, okay, whatever. Um, but then, like you said, so we go to the bachelor parties. And for the girls, they're like on... <laughs> Or the women, I'm sorry. For the women, they're on like a boat down the Chicago River, I think. Yeah, and which is the the Chicago architecture tour on the Chicago River is like a go to thing to do there. It is really delightful. It's like a no, really no, it nice, is. It's nice, nice way to see the city. Yeah, it's cool. It's at night. Everything's illuminated. It's yeah. It's like fun. You know, I don't. They have some pictures which they do at a lot of bachelor parties where it's like pictures of the the groom, and we see an older photo of Shane, and he has a lot of hair. Did I know. Yeah. It was fascinating. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> nothing too crazy happens there. But then we, like you said, we go to Wrigley Field and everyone's like, I love Wrigley Field. And which I'm I'm surprised that no one's a White Sox fan, but I mean, I don't know. I can see like I, well, a lot of them aren't really sports fans. Like Sal, not really into sports. That's true. That's true. I think I think Shake, Shane, and Jarrett, like, as part of their like I'm an alpha male pres- presentation, which is may not be true. Like they like, I'm so into sports. So who who knows? But yeah, they're like sports, 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 yeah, sports. Yeah. But which <sighs> seems fake. I find fascinating because I had a college roommate who was a huge White Sox fan and she was from the suburbs of Chicago. And I don't know if that has to do with any of it. Like if you actually live in the city of Chicago or you're living in a suburb or like, or you know what I've realized? And maybe you can tell me what you feel about this, but like people from New York, I've, the people I've met from New York who are like, we are born and bred in New York are huge Mets fans. And they're like, fuck the Yankees. Is that how you feel? There's a, it is not. I went to high school in the Bronx. So I am more of a Yankees fan, but I don't really care about baseball. Okay. But I think people from it's, there's a wide range. There's a, there's a big, a big range, but I think in general, people from Manhattan and Brooklyn are in the Bronx. Um, Brooklyn's more of a chain, a toss up, but Manhattan, and the Bronx, I would say, is more Yankees fans. The okay. Mets are definitely the, the team of Queens because the Mets are in Queens. Got it. And, lo- and therefore, I think a lot of people from like Long Island are also really Long- into the Mets. Okay, yeah. That's because the people I've been talking to, to are from Long Island. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you okay. can say it's Bridget, our coworker. No, so. no, no. It's, it's actually some... It's like my friend's husband and stuff, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bridget, our coworker, is also really into the Mets and she's she from is. Long Island. So there she you is, go. Yes. <laughs> yep. And she likes the Islanders too, which makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, I went you, to high school with the captain of the Islanders. Really? Yeah. A lot of a Fun lot fact. of New York fans are like Jets, Mets, Knicks. Most people come Jets, together on the Knicks. Mets, Knicks. Ne- yeah, I I have. They're all like we're long suffering Knicks fans. Oh yeah. I'm like, and then the, well, the, the, try being the, a fan of anyone from Minnesota. So okay. I've always been a Nets fan, and now I'm even more so because of Seth Curry. So. Oh right, sure, yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's funny. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. So back to so they're hitting balls. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, oh, I would hate this. I'd be like, I don't want to do this because it's embarrassing. But um, so they're hitting balls and everyone seems to hit a ball like freaking Sal, who does not seem athletic at all. And like you said, he wasn't even like I like sports. He almost hits a home run. They and then they all go through it, and then Shane comes up, who is just he looks the like biggest the biggest whiff I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just he keeps missing every single thing thrown at him, and he's so upset and so, so angry, <laughs> so angry. Oh my goodness! But he literally misses every single one. And he's like built like a baseball player. He is built like an athlete, so it's fascinating and. And of course we see him and he gets a little one-on-one with the camera and he's, he's again, hyped up, he's energetic and he's angry. But then he's like, I'm so angry, but also I'm really excited to marry Natalie. I can't wait to marry her, which I found interesting. What did you think of that? I, uh, I feel like he's just got rage issues and they come out sometimes and he can't control it. And it's almost like he's using the relationship to like ground him. He's like, I'm so angry, but I love, I love Natalie. I'm okay. I love Natalie. I'm so angry. It's like, it's like he, it's like a stress toy where like, you know, when you're really angry, yes. you like play something in your hand. For him, it's like a verbal tick of like, I love Natalie. I love Natalie. I love Natalie. I'm so mad. I love Natalie. <laughs> it's very uh, interesting. It's like, yeah, it is like a, a squishy ball. And it, I don't know, I guess she grounds him or something, but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens because in the preview, She's pretty upset. Um, I was really surprised by that. I mean, can we just talk about Nick and Danielle first? And the, yes, like, of course. The, yes, the, yes, yes. The sweater. I mean, the sweater can't be saying yes, right? Like, I, I just, I can't he, imagine the sweater is going to be saying yes. <laughs> I mean, he looks pretty He conflicted. looks terrified and nervous. He looks terrified. He looks conflicted. Obviously, I think she really wants this. But to me, also at the same time, he's been saying He's been like, I want this to work, okay? <laughs> Which, um, you know, we'll see, I guess, if it boils down to, you know, deciding on the day, which obviously that's what is going to happen. But I do think they both want to seem like they're in it for the long haul. Do I think they will be in it for the long haul? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I, don't, I think he's saying no. And then Natalie and... Um, uh, Shane. Shane. Yeah. She was so definitive about, like, I'm saying yes on the boat. I with know. Her friends I know. Yeah. That years of Bachelor have taught me that that's usually a red, like a red herring. A red herring. Okay. Yeah. The, and you know what else is interesting? Because I remember in Mexico, they were interviewing a couple of the other couples or people in couples, and they were like, well, if anyone else were to make it, I would put my money on Shane and Natalie. And they did that solely for Shane and Natalie, which makes me think, I don't I know. know if this is going to end up well for them. Because then, in the preview, she is literally, she's sobbing. Like, it was, it was sad to watch. And she's just like, he said <laughs> some things that were really She seemed hurtful. really upset. Like, really, really upset. <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't, so, so, for these bachelorette, bachelor parties, are they the day before the wedding happens? think so which is like really just or like a few I think she said it I think based on what Natalie was saying it was like a few days before okay so because like I think it's not exactly the day before but it's like a few days prior got it so do we think Although, that he's so angry from what happened at, <laughs> at the ballpark at the, I, yeah. I mean, at the Cubs I don't know it's a great question <laughs> it's a great question uh, who knows it's, it's fascinating um okay so let's do some red flag green flag um red flag or green flag going out too much with your friends so i guess this relates to ayana and jared is that a red flag or a green flag it's alarming it's a, it's a mildly red flag i don't think it's a deal yeah. breaker but it's alarming it's i just i hope I don't know what I hope. I mean, we were actually talking to someone about how he runs a mobile hookah stand. Did you know that? Oh my God, no. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that might have something to do with the fact he goes out a lot is because he has to run his mobile hookah stand. (laughs) I I don't know. So maybe that's why he has to go out a bunch is to like support that career of his. Oh my God. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) 
And I'm thinking that maybe he, if, you know, (laughs) sorry, if him and Shake could like put together a a mobile hookah slash DJ stand, (laughs) I think that'd be great for them. Yeah. They could do that together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about not having family support? Is that a red flag or a green flag? (laughs) (laughs) The reddest flag possible in these circumstances. Agreed. Agreed. So, so, so red. (laughs) Okay. And then having a relationship with your ex. Is that a red flag or a green flag? <laughs> I think it's fine. Okay. It's not, it's not great, but it's, it's not, not fine. Great. S- some people make it work. I think it's okay. Sure. Sure. I think, but you'd all, you also have to be with someone who's very comfortable yeah. with themselves and your, their relationship with you, with the person who has this ex that they're good friends with. And it strikes me that a lot of these women are not really comfortable. No, there has to be a lot of trust involved. Exactly. And uh, so, okay, interesting. Well, do you have any final predictions for uh, this wonderful uh, finale that's upcoming? Here, here's where I'm going. Danielle yeah. and Nick. Danielle and Nick, no. Mallory and Sal, no idea. Jarrett and Ayana, yes. Deeps and Shake, I was going to say yes, except for showing Deep D in the Netflix photo of her in her wedding dress. Like, that has to be a fake out. So I've got some <sighs> questions about that. Netflix! Yeah. And then Mallory and... Sorry, Natalie and Shane. <sighs> That's hard. Yeah, I think yes. I'm going to go okay. yes with them. They're yeah. so emphatic about each other for most of the show. That's true. And, like, maybe they're trying to, like, fake us out. Um, <laughs> who else doing is there? That. Um... Well, Shayna and Kyle, no. Shayna and Kyle, no. Yeah, Um, those are my predictions. Okay, yeah. I See, I think Deep D and Shake are going to get married and then she's going to watch this and be like, oh, screw you, and divorce him. (laughs) Uh, Well, that'd be a great outcome, too. Yeah, we shall see. Um, Juliet, this was so much fun. I had such a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Me too. Thank you again to my co-host, Juliet. Thank you to our producers, Devin Manzi and Chelsea Stark. Jones, thank you everyone who listened. We will be back, yes, us again on Friday, which means myself, Juliet, and Kevin O'Connor. Woo! Yes, to recap <laughs> the finale. And it is going to be, it's gonna be great. So can't wait. Three man we weave. Will, <laughs> we'll see you then. 